Welcome to The Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell and co-host Keelan Harvey. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 133075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome to The Money. We're on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 2nd show. I am your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. And you're a local mortgage expert. bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events in our local economy and how it can affect your money. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 411150. Again, that's one 411150 or online at themoneyhour.com. And our lineup for the show today, we have Andrea Kearns with Remax Metro Realty. What does the real estate market hold for the next six months? Also in studio, Kristen or Shields with Body Language Strategy System, created impact and gain more sales without saying a word. And last guest in studio, Joe Manson with Caring of Transitions, South Puget Sound, Downsizing, and a state sales service. Again, great information and great guests in studio. As always, uh, feel free to call the show at one 855 411 or online at And let's start out the show as we do each week with a little money chat. Money. Money. So, Keelan, how about for you? What do you got for Money Chat today? What's going on in uh, business or life? Or You know, I want to talk a little bit about life today. It's been right. a, a tough week, and I think it's important our listeners get to know that we're human beings just like anybody else, and yep. things happen in life. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Bob Dietz, who's my fiance's basically a father figure. Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's not doing so well. He yeah. might not make it. He had a tough surgery, and he's on his way out. So... I don't want to be doom and gloom, but, you know, for you, tragedy to tragedy triumph. Tragedy to triumph. Right? Mm-hmm. So just, you know, give those people a hug that you love. They're not here every single day. He was an yeah. amazing man. And it really just kind of instills into you um, that, you know, the people that you love are most important and yes. really to cherish every single moment and, you know, and, and live in that moment, right? Yes. Yeah. When I know you and Angela are doing that and spending some of that quality time and being there with him and in his last days and yeah the triumph of it is is really being able to see you know the family pulled together and uh to celebrate uh his life and you know but yeah i'm sorry for uh what you and angela are going through and i know it's really extra uh tough for her and so angela if you're listening to the show today your girlfriend here tina is giving a shout out to you and big hugs and kisses and i love you bunches so oh, very yeah. sweet yeah what about you tina let's 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 see what's well, going on your mine's road. A, mine's some triumph um aside yes. So we'll have a little mix of tragedy and triumph, like which, uh, by the way, for those of you that are listening, um, that is actually my keynote, Tragedy to Triumph, where I share my story of tragedy. And, um, you know, I've triumphed, but it's because of my tragedies. And 
Everybody has a story and everybody is going through at some point of journey in their life uh, tragedy. And there's always a triumph that can come from that if you can get yourself in the right space. So that is my message. Uh, but um, I was actually, I did a mother-daughter trip to Vancouver, BC, as you know. Mm. And it's so funny because we live here in beautiful Seattle. And Vancouver, BC, it's just like Seattle, but totally different. And so I was one of those I was taking pictures of everywhere we were at, the food and the street signs. And we went to the market, took a picture of that. And we were on the uh, uh, the water ferry, took a picture of, I mean, all of these things like you would do if you were in Seattle. So it made me just really think I'm, I'm all about embracing, um, uh, you know, being alert to the moment that I am and rejoicing and embracing all the small and special things. And, and I do that every day. But um, I, I have a different appreciation for where we live. And so it was a really great trip. And here's what a, a lesson that I got out of it that I'd like to share with you with your loved ones is do something really special and different because I am 50 years old, and so I've been my mom's daughter for 50 years, <laughs> and I have a really great mom, and we have a great relationship, and uh, we do special things together, and you know we spend all the holidays together with the family, and I go see her, and she sees me, and we play games, and all that cool stuff, but I've never taken a just me and her mother-daughter trip away. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, those of you that are listening that have read my book, you know how special the train is to me and my mom. And so my close girlfriend and her mother and me and my mother and then her sister, we took a mother-daughter trip. And here's the the lesson in to do things differently because I have a different relationship with my mom after just spending five days with her in Vancouver, B.C. And the reason why is because it was a special mother-daughter trip combined with something that meant a lot to both of us, the train and the experience and sleeping in the same bed in our high-rise condo, <laughs> yeah. uh, getting up and you know doing uh, this, the routine together with getting the special hot chocolate. And uh, they had diners out, um, which we have here in Seattle, where you get special deals at fine restaurants, you know, uh, fancy restaurants for three-course meal for for 50, 60 bucks or something per person. And, you know, so it was just a really great experience. So um, I, I appreciate Seattle more and I just, I love my mom more than I thought I could from that experience of hanging out with her. So, yeah. That's so awesome. Everybody go take your mom or your dad or your (laughs) sister or your, or your kid or whatever and do that special out of town because your relationship, it will be something new that I haven't experienced in mine in 50 years. So there's my money chat. Nice. Love it. Yeah. All righty. So on that note, coming up next, uh, more importantly, we have an amazing guest. We're going to be talking about what does the real estate market hold for the next six months. Andrea Kearns with Remax Metro Realty right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 2nd show 
It is a great day to talk money. That's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, so you can have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but we're here to answer any questions or connect with the guests that we have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio right now, we have Andrea Kearns with Remax Metro Realty. What does the real estate market hold for the next six months? Andrea, such a pleasure to have you back in studio again. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be back. Yeah, and a little bit about Andrea. Uh, She is in her 15th year in real estate as a full-time broker. She grew up outside of Portland, Oregon in Lake Oswego. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) She knew we were heading right there. (laughs) And always dreamed of being a real estate agent when she grew up. After graduating from OSU with a business major and minor in communication marketing, she moved to Seattle where she met her husband. We're actually talking about her husband behind the scenes. Give a shout out. Shout out to uh, Dave Kearns. Dave Kearns and uh, Maker's Mark. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or if yeah, they'll pay me. Maybe yeah. they'll give me a free bottle. I don't know. Tell you your can... story really quickly. Well, because we were just this is a, a, a behind the scenes for <laughs> listening right now. It's kind of great to hear some of the behind the scenes conversation. But I, I might secretly stalk her husband a little bit, Dave. He's, well, it sounds like you yeah, were. I love bourbon like no other, and I watched this whole video. Like he did like an hour video going into um, different types of bourbon, and he's on the schnazzy end of things when it comes to Maker's Mark and special uh, barrels and such. And so he educated me on what was uh, your aha. Well, I like this whiskey, Buffalo Trace. I went through all these fancy ones, and it's not fancy, but it tastes really good, and I couldn't Uh figure out why, and I love Maker's Mark, and it turns out they're both made with wheat. So, uh, so it's all the, the wheat that it's you the like. wheat that I, I like. Know. So and now you're looking for bourbon that have wheat in it. Yeah. So it's it's all Dave. That was all yeah. Dave. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, you can follow Dave on Instagram. He's at Real Whiskey Dave. Done. And whiskey, whiskey is without an e. Oh, okay. <laughs> so yeah, you can follow him on Instagram and Twitter. That's awesome. Fantastic. Yeah. Shout well, out. So this is a husband wife team. Yeah. There you uh, go. Shout out here. Yeah. That's so awesome. Yeah. Well, Houses Dave, thank and, you for uh, bourbon. That's what we do. Actually, that sounds really really good. That'll help you get through a smooth transition, yeah, have a little bourbon. Exactly. So, yeah, Dave, exactly. thank you for being an inspiration to uh, uh, my co-host here, uh, Keelan. <laughs> All right, so back to business. We're actually here to talk about Andrea, but <laughs> being that she's married to Dave, the bourbon, bourbon guy, we had to bring him in as well. Uh, so Andrea started real estate with John L. Scott, then moved over to Remax, where she has been for the last 11 years. She's been awarded the Remax Hall of Fame Award and has continually ranked in the top 10 in her office. And because of that, I've actually just started my coffee with a superstar for 2019 so it'll be a staple of my business moving forward for the rest of my career but um, we've done one superstar so far and I'm so excited that we actually have Andrea booked for coffee with a superstar so you can go in. it's a Facebook live I go to the agent's office and I interview them in their space and so it's kind of fun um, go to, to coffee store coffee with a superstar and you can find uh, Andrea when I interview her and then Andrea couldn't be happier doing her dream job as well as helping buyers and sellers all around Seattle. So that was a, a long off track bio there, but really loved it. So yeah, that's always fun. I know. Can't, can't, we'll spice it up a little bit. Can't, can't be the boring bourbon. old bio all the time. I know. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, Andrea, let's talk about it. A little craziness in the market. So we're hearing in the news and in, on the media that things have dropped and it's not the same as it was. Uh, tell us a little bit about what's going on in the market these days and especially yeah. these last little these last few months. Yeah. So, yeah, we definitely had a bit of a shift. And I know that we all kind of started feeling it when I was here last time, which was, mm-hmm. I think, June. But it all kind of started in May. You yeah. know, everything started you know, we weren't getting the multiple offers and homes were sitting longer. And then come September, it was like, what happened? Like (laughs) the bottom fell out. You know, everyone was like, wait a minute. I was supposed to put my house on the market and Uh get all these offers and supposed to go for $100,000 over. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't happen. And Uh everyone was kind of scratching their heads going, And there was no reason. I know. I I know. Not any reason that we could actually physically touch and see. I know. I know. And I actually went back and I pulled the numbers today because I was like, I need some good, you know, numbers to pull out. And I looked at the MLS data and there is such a joke jump from even May to September. You see the level of inventory double in September from what it was even in January versus the number of homes sold. But as the inventory starts to trickle down again come December and now we're Mm -hmm. moving into kind of it's it's changing once again, which is always well always exciting. So yeah. So let's talk about right now, today. What's happening? So um, after the rocky fall, um, things were picking up, and um, it was interesting because the fall is usually it's it's usually pretty consistent, and then November December it's usually pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. November December it started to pick up again. It was like, what's going on? Uh-huh. You know, we had this really funny shift, and so now we're into January, and we are facing this. Oh, we don't have a lot of homes yeah. because. All the sellers who tried to sell in September, October, got tired of it and took their house off the market. Uh We don't have that inventory anymore. So now we have this um, low inventory level as of January. So there's there's a little more competition out there right now. Uh So um, the sky is not falling. Like everyone thought, yeah, well, maybe and, you know, it was. It, it, yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. there. There's always the adjustments in the market, but it's you know, um, yeah, definitely not falling. So, Andrew, is it is it still like a good time to buy, or what are your thoughts now? I mean, yeah, most what? definitely. Um, interest rates have dropped. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. we noticed that. Prime, you know, the Fed's increased prime, and it's so funny because I always, you know, I talk about the um, uh, mortgage rates do not, or they're not directly tried to prime. A lot of a lot of people they think, well, the Fed's increased prime, mortgage rates went up. They're not. That's short term lending, not long term lending. And sometimes mortgage rates follow what prime does, and other times they do the opposite. And this is an example. And the reason why is because people started getting nervous about what was going on in the in you know the the presidency and what's happening in the world. And then, you know, here with um, with real estate and all of the areas, we're going through the same shift as, you know, you and I were at the same. Uh, uh, she's not an economist, but she knows a lot and knows what she's talking about, what's happening in the market. And um, it's happening all over. It's not just in our local market here with the adjustment. So with that consumer uh, lack of confidence and a little bit of scare, scareness coming in with the adjustment, they're pulling out of the stock market, going into the bond market, and yeah. when the bond market increases, rates go down. So yeah. I know it seems like all the money's moving into the bond mm-hmm. right now, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's, good for us. I know uh-huh. low, low good for interest buyers. rates. Go, good for buyers. <laughs> I know, so good for buyers. So yeah, definitely a great time to buy. 
um, and especially with those those low interest rates. And then um, there's a lot of overpriced homes that are sitting there, and they've been on the market for a while. And it's a great time for those buyers to come in. They always go, "What's wrong with it? You know, yeah. why has it been on for two months and no one else wants it?" It's overpriced. Yeah. That's usually what it is. It's overpriced. So And great advice for you telling them, go out there and make an offer because nobody is. Exactly. So what a great opportunity, right? Exactly. So what is your strategy on that? So usually, you know, it depends on how long it's been on the market. Okay. But, you know, we'll pull the comps to see what is this... What's the value? Where should this house really be? There's a reason uh-huh. why it hasn't sold, and it's usually either price or presentation. Mm-hmm. If the presentation online is not good, it's not going to bring the buyers in. If the presentation online is fine, but they're still not getting offers, it's the price. Mm-hmm. So let's figure out what that price is and what is a fair offer, and let's go in and offer that. And you know, usually by then, the seller is pretty desperate and pretty anxious to get it sold so that they really want to see an offer and they're willing to negotiate. You can even go in a little lower. I mean, what are they going to say? No. Okay, fine. Come back with something else. So, you know, it never hurts to ask. People get afraid. Oh, am I going to offend them? Well, yeah, you might. Um, So there is, you know, a little bit of a a line that you want to kind of stay on and not Mm -hmm. cross. You don't want to go really low, but... You know, but that's why they have you because yeah, you're exactly. going to let them know exactly say, where they should be listed. And, right. Yes. Right. And be able this to provide really, that data to help exactly for the where it should be at, mm-hmm. which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, definitely still a great time to buy. Lots of good deals out there for the buyers um, and take advantage of those interest rates. Yes. Man. Amen on that. What about the let's let's flip the script. What about selling? Is it a great time to sell? What are your thoughts about selling in the market we're in now? Fantastic. I keep telling all my sellers right now, they always talk about the spring. The spring is a great time to sell. It really is. Mm. But there is no inventory right now mm-hmm. get your home on the market now if yeah. you can i mean really this is craziness i know they're saying in in the economists that we went and saw you mm-hmm. know they they've been talking about how the inventory levels in the spring are going to probably be pretty comparable to what they were in september uh-huh. where we had this influx of inventory yeah. and then the buyers kind of said well i don't know there's too many to choose from i don't need to make a decision i can That's take just, oh my you gosh. know and so then the seller's like oh no, we want to sell now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so yeah. So I say, you know, the spring usually is the best time, but the sellers might either want to get it on now or maybe wait and see how the spring goes and maybe the summer because the summer might be a better time with not as much competition out yeah. there. So if you were talking to a seller that's thinking of selling in the next six months, mm-hmm. is that what advice would you give them? I would say do it now. Yeah. Or wait till the summer. Got it. Great yeah, advice. Yeah, because I think the spring is going to be just in flux of inventory and yeah. it's going to be, you know, buyers are going to be a little overloaded. So it'll be, it'll be interesting. I don't yeah. know. You know, if we all had a crystal ball, I know, it's always great we'd to go be back. millionaires, but uh, you know. <laughs> it's always go back. It's always great to go back and listen to things that you've said and go, okay, well, I was right on that or not on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It'll be interesting. So uh, switching back to buyers, uh, what should a buyer know if they're looking to enter the market right now? What's your best advice for our buyers out there um, trying to find their new dream home? Um, I would say they need to get pre-approved um, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Um, know what you can afford. Know you know what your monthly payments are going to be. Um, 
Also, you don't have to have 20% to buy a home, 20% down. A lot of people think, oh, yeah. I don't have 20%, so I can't buy a home. You can do down payment assistance making, I think it's went up to like 141000 for the grant programs. You can do a 5% down payment, not paying any monthly PMI by doing a buyout. I mean, there's so yeah. many. And you can buy 5% down payment all the way up to a loan amount that hit the new high loan, loan limits, which is 7 97 I've just I'm drawing a blank here but it's at the high sevens now that the high balance loan limit went up so a 95% loan to value up to almost an $800,000 loan that's crazy I know it's crazy and if you're a veteran you can do zero down all the way up to the high balance limits the new high as long as you're buying in uh, Pierce uh, King Pierce or Snohomish County so yeah. yeah, I mean, there's there's lots of lots of options out there, and I think people need to realize that and and not forget that. Um, and then number two, be patient. You know, sometimes it can take a little while to find a home. Sometimes it can happen really quickly. It's just hard to know. And um, you know, due to the limited inventory we are having this month, um, you know, March, February, March might be a little different, but. Um, you know, there might be some competition. So be prepared for that. Talk to your realtor about that. What does that entail? You know, what do I need to be prepared for on that yes. front? How do I make my offer competitive? You know, this is not 100000 over. This is not what we're doing in this market right now. Mm-hmm. But you can definitely shape your offer to have competitive terms so that you stand out from the buyer next to you. So, again, talk to your, your realtor about that. Um and just get in now while the interest rates are still really yeah. low because they, they are just phenomenal. Yeah, yeah great advice. Yeah, the rates on the buying power is significant, really significant. And thank you for saying something about getting pre-approved because I don't know why I work with some newer agents and I love them to death, but I have to tell them, like, save your time. You know what I mean? Don't you could, waste your time yeah. in the car with these people until you know what they can afford. And mm-hmm. these people, why are you going to look at a, at a home, you know, that you might not be able to afford and get all excited about it and then you feel mm-hmm. like, you know, something's taken away from you in this. Rather, figure out exactly where you are and then go find the best deal that fits your financing because yeah. a lot of times people approve for more than they want as far as a payment. Yeah. And it's like buying a new car, right? You buy right. a new car, the novelty wears off, and all you can think about is that darn payment. I know. Mm-hmm. So make sure you're comfortable with that and you're happy with that, and and then you can kind of gear where you're going to go from there, and it makes everybody's life so much easier. It's so true. Mm-hmm. And the process smoother because there's n- once you're emotionally tied into something and, you know, and all of a sudden things are coming out of the woodworks, that's not fun. You want to know you have a clear path and everybody's happy and here's what we're going to do and here's how we're going to do it. Right? I know. I always Great tell people, advice. what if we go look at a house today and you absolutely love it? Would you be prepared to make an offer today? Yeah, great well, no, question. I don't have my financing yeah. together. Okay, well, uh-huh. see, that's why. We Need cannot we out. cannot even look at a house until you have those ducks lined yep. up in a row because yes. trust me, you will find one you love and if you're not able to jump now, yeah. you've lost yeah, it. You've it's lost emotionally it. not going to be great. I know, it can oh. be an emotional journey. So. Exactly. <laughs> make sure you're prepared for so, sure. So Andrea, we have uh we've talked about um, economists saying uh, about the real estate market heading into for, to the next 6 months and we were just talking about uh, the event that we went to, but what other things are you hearing from the economists in the next 6 months? months um i'm that they're saying that the most amount of inventory is really going to be in the spring i mean that was really the big thing so if you're thinking of selling again now is the time wait if you're thinking in the spring i say just wait kind of wait and see how it goes because there may be just you know your neighbor next door might be by relisting their house and you know that's a lot more competition than you want and you could make a lot more money 
if you get in on a time when the inventory levels are a little bit lower. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say if you're a buyer, get out there na- now as well. I mean, it's just, I, I can't even say, I feel like maybe the title of my segment should have been The Time Is Now. Oh, <laughs> the time that's, is now. Yeah, that's good. The time yeah. is now. The time is now. The time is now. <laughs> So, Andrea, um, do you have a strategy that you found that works really well with buyers and sellers, um, specifically now in the market? What are you seeing that's really working for your buyers and sellers right now? Yeah, you know, so some of those homes that have been sitting a little bit and the sellers are, you know, maybe a little stubborn on their price and the, the buyers are feeling like, well, it needs to be dropped down a little bit. One strategy I've seen work really well is having the seller buy down the interest rate. Because it's a win-win yeah. for both sides. So let's say the seller pays five, ten thousand dollars, and they buy down the interest rate. Mm-hmm. So that is basically a five, ten thousand dollar credit to the buyer, which then reduces their mortgage payment much more significantly yes. than if they were to get a five, ten thousand um, dollar price adjustment Love it. on the purchase price. And so it. In the end, the sellers don't have to give as much uh-huh. because the buyers get so much more with that reduction in their interest rate. That is I mean, such a great, and you know, that's why you're such an awesome agent, Andrea, because you are shifting. Because who would have thought a seller give a, a buy down? Like if we're talking like a 2 1 buy down or a buy down for the life of the loan, huge benefit. But we're coming so quickly out of a mindset that nothing from the seller. And so now you're automatically shifting and reshifting your thoughts to let's get creative, Mm -hmm. but nobody's doing it. Actually just gave me chills for real because um, um, I just think it's really cool when, uh, when experts are able to adjust so quickly to the adjusting times, because just as you had stated in this, um, our, our time together, the market is like, Go, quickly doing this up and down, up and yeah. down, and we're looking towards that next one. So you've got to really be able to uh, work on your feet very quickly, if that's the expression I'm looking for. So great advice, because every $10,000, you are probably talking maybe $50,000, $60,000, $70,000, depending on the down payment, bucks a month. Nothing compared to a buy down on the interest rate. Love that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I've, I've found that to be a really great strategy. Yeah. Well, Andrea, thank you so much for coming in. And yeah. what's the title of the show, Arch? Now, the time is now. The time is now. The time is now. If you're a buyer or a seller, <laughs> love it, Andrea. Thank you. Can't wait to have you back, and I can't wait to uh, interview you for the coffee with the superstar. Yeah, looking forward to that. Thanks again. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Coming up next to the money hour, we have create an impact and gain more sales without saying a word. Kirsten Shields with Body Language Strategy System, right here at 1150 AM KKNW. After this short break. With 25 years of training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life in a program that impacts how each of us is viewed and received with a focus on body gestures, postures, and expressions. Kirsten is the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy System, a training program for learning to communicate leadership and executive presence through enhanced nonverbal communication and messaging. Kirsten speaks and trains nationally on body language strategy for business and has performed keynote speeches for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's Council of Realtors, and the Miss Washington program. Hello, this is Kirsten O'Shields. As the nation's leading body language strategist, I look forward to helping you learn how to create influence and gain more sales without saying a word. 
I invite you to visit my website to learn more about body language strategy through my personal coaching and my online training program at kerstinoshields.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram to learn more about how body language strategy can help you to step into your greatness every day. I look forward to hearing from you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host Keelan Harvey on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and my co-host, Keelan Harvey, at your local mortgage experts right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 2nd show. It is a great day to talk money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, and have a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, but you can talk with us uh, by calling the show at 1-855-411-50 or get connected with the guests that we have in studio. You can also go online to themoneyhour.com, and right now in studio, Karen Kristen O'Shields with Body Language Strategy System, create an impact, a gain, and gain more sales without saying a word. Now, this is a radio show, so we don't have any cameras here, which is unfortunate. I should have brought cameras in for a special show here uh, with you because it's oh, all about yes. body language. Yes, but that would thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. I really yeah. appreciate being here. Of course. And a little bit about Kirsten. With 25 years in training and performing in theater and opera, Kirsten O'Shields has acquired an in-depth knowledge of all levels of communication. Uh, Kirsten brings her unique skills, talents, and understanding of nonverbal communication to life in a program that impacts how each of us is viewed and received with focus, body gestures, postures, and expressions wondering what she's thinking of me over here. (laughs) Harrison is the CEO and founder of the Body Language Strategy System, a training program for learning and communicating leadership and extensive presence through enhanced nonverbal communication and messaging. Uh, Harrison speaks and trains nationally on body language strategies for businesses and perform her keynote speeches for organizations such as Google, eBay, National Women's Women's Council of Realtors, which I'm a big part of uh, WCR. Yes, and at the Miss Washington program. And also she's going to come in and spend time, uh, do her keynote with my real estate expert uh, professionals as well. So very excited to have you here. Thank you again so much. Oh, my pleasure. Kirsten, we're dying to know. So why is body language a big deal in business? Your body language is 80% of your communication. So if you're showing up with connecting only with your audience and your target prospects, With just your information, you're missing out on 80% of the connection you can have that affects every ounce of the sales process. It affects how you attract your target audience, how you move them into becoming a client, and then it also affects your referral system. Because if you're connecting trust, you're connecting approachability, you're connecting confidence, all those things with the people that you're working with, you naturally are referred to their friends and to their family. Yes. So starting that right from the get-go, from your very first impression, all the way through the system is going to affect not only how easy it is for you and your clients, but how fast it goes. Makes makes sense. So what you reflect on the outside or what you reflect out is what you reflect back in or to you. We've yes. heard that saying. So what does that mean and how does it work? So that is the mantra of the body language strategy system. What you reflect out is what is reflected back to you. How you walk into the room 
is how people are going to interact with you. It's the permission you're giving them of how you're going to talk with them and how they're going to talk back with you. Because what we do as humans, and we're talking in the primal brain, Uh we emotionally respond to what we physically see. And we make those assumptions within the first tenth of a second. That's what a first impression is about. And then every ounce of the rest of your interactions are through that lens. And the trick with that is when you make a first impression, that sticks in the brain. It takes 10 full one-on-one hours to completely erase a first impression if it's not good. Wow. So, and you're half the time not even paying attention to your body if you're not careful. Right. And so what I find is about 40% of people's body language is what they're aware of. That's 60% of what's happening in the interaction they really are not paying attention to. Interesting. And that's 60% that you could be adding purpose to. Of course. And being purposeful with the conversations, being purposeful with your intent, and getting more purpose in your results. So body language, I mean, that's obviously useful for any profession, but I imagine sales is huge in that. How does that apply to the sales uh, process and with salespeople in general? So what I do is I work with the four pillars of leadership, and that's the four pillars are confidence, competence, trust, and approachability. When you walk into the room exuding those four things, the conversation for your sales, whether it's with a brand new client or someone who is a prospect, when you have those four things shining out, again, you're reflecting those things out. Uh Those are naturally going to be reflected back to you. So what happens is the conversation you're having moves faster when you show them what you have to offer in your service or your product. They're looking at it going, you know what, this person's very confident. Obviously, they know what they're talking about. I feel like they're easy and approachable to work with. This is a person I would like to spend time with is what the primal brain is saying. That allows us to feel more comfortable working with you, which then it gives us more buy-in to what you have to offer. Makes sense. So what are those four pillars again? Confidence, Mm -hmm. competence, trust, and approachability. And in the body language strategy system, I have developed very specific body language that exudes those things. And I train others to show that on your body. So when you walk in, people already, they automatically know that about you. So give us a tip on, let's just start with confidence. I mean, obviously the way you're sitting up and the way you stand would have to do with confidence, right? Absolutely. Okay, Actually, that's the other, number one thing is your posture. Yes. Okay. Okay. So posture for confidence. Absolutely. What about for um, the second pillar? For competence, competence, this is the tricky one most people don't know about. That's showed in your fluidity. If okay. you think about what we spend billions and billions of dollars on every year when we watch the TV and we uh-huh. watch people run around on a field, and that's all we're paying for. But we're paying for the fact that they do it exceptionally well. Yes. And we then give credence and acknowledgments to the people who are absolutely consistent about it. And that's Mm -hmm. why they become Hall of Famers is because they're very consistent about how they move and they make it look easy. Yes. So when you move with agility, you're looking more competent. So if you think of in the art world, the prima ballerina, she has the most fluid motions. If you think of football... The man who's in Hall of Fame, he's the one who just soars down the field, makes it look easy. He's caught the ball. Yes. Okay. What about uh, trust? 
Trust is through the torso. That's opening yourself to other people. Okay, makes sense. Right, because that's where we're most vulnerable in our physicality. So, like, you, you definitely don't want to be crossing your you don't arms. Be crossing your arms. You don't want to be putting your palms out like this, but maybe instead inviting them in with yes. your arms coming in. I wish we had video. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yes. And then approachability, the majority of that is in your facial expressions. All right. Are you looking people in the eye? Our number one thing is just smile. A yes. lot of people forget yeah. to smile. That's a basic one. Yes. But then how you move your facial expressions in conjunction with your message is what brings a very consistent message to that person. And they go, well, yes, of course I need your help. Yeah, and also I want to say on smile because I I do a lot of speaking um, as well, and I'm and I know about smiling. And when I'm talking, I'm always like trying to make sure that I'm smiling inside. I'm excited about what I'm saying, mm -hmm. coming from an authentic place. Yes. Uh, but then I've watched sometimes on video, or I'm doing a coaching program or something, and I'm like, wow, I was so excited, and I'm really smiling inside, but it actually didn't Did not come show. Yes. on my face. And so I would encourage anybody listening uh, to actually you know, videotape yourself on a conversation you're having with yourself or in your office when you're talking on the phone. Just put a camera up there and just take a picture so you can really see see what people are seeing yes. when you're having that conversation with them. So yeah. anyways. Yeah. I mean, speaking about leadership and confidence, how can body language help us to level up our executive presence, like to be that leader and really have other people look up to us? The leader, this is in leadership. This is huge because this is how your team is going to respond to you, and you're giving the example to your team of how you want them to work together as a team. If you're walking into the room as the leader and you have five million things on your brain that you know need to be accomplished by this team, but you walk in with the frustration and your arms are folded <laughs> and you're like, "Look, we got to get this done," and you have that harshness in your voice. Everybody's going to recoil back and go, oh, my Lord, I don't even know what uh, I'm afraid to <laughs> uh -huh. say anything. So now you're creating the environment of either they're pulling back from being the person to say something or they're going to just be hiding and not say anything at all. Where if you walk in as the approachable leader, the encouraging leader saying, OK, here's what we have on our table. I know we can do this. Here's what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. And when you're looking at that person with your own confidence, now you're instilling in them, I believe you can do this too. So Got it's it. all about your approach. And my hashtag is how are you showing up? Yeah. And that works for everything on the individual basis, sales basis, leadership basis, always thinking about not just how you're getting the response, because mm -hmm. what happens is most people wait for the response and then they actively want to do something about it. But I always tell my clients, if you're waiting for a response, you're too late. Yeah. Well, on a personal level, too, when you have a tough day at work and you come home and you're storming around and all that, uh -huh. that could help you there, too. Uh, yes. Yeah. This works in every aspect of well, life. All of our, our key successes in, and practices work in personal and, you know, business. So, Absolutely. yes, uh, so true. So talking about confidence and how you show up in confidence, um, I, I bet you actually you want to you want to have that um, that safe space where you're confident, but not too confident. And you can be right. I mean, you, yes. you can come into a, a place uh, with clients or presenting or your family and come in with too confident. Well, and that's where the posture becomes too tight. Yes, okay. you're standing at your full height, but you're doing it through tension. Mm. So we also, it's not just the, okay, I'm standing tall. It's how. So back to that particular, yeah. how are you standing tall? Are you standing on your center and your balance and being in a relaxed space in your own being? Or are you really tight and tall, but now it looks very aggressive? Yes. And the second everybody watching, they're like, oh, okay, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs>
Yeah. Yeah, just being aware, it sounds like. So, um, Kirsten, how can people use body language strategy to create the experience with others in your business? The beauty of the body language strategy system is it allows you to create the environment you want to create. Because the purpose of it is to be able to come in with purposeful presence. And this kind of language, body language and actions, now you're going for a purposeful interaction, mm-hmm. which now means you're going to get a purposeful result which means this is where you have the ability to impact your environment and mm-hmm. change the feeling of it. And again, like you said, this is this works in business and personal. Yes. And this is where you create the most impact with no matter whether you're a leader, whether you're doing this with sales, whether you're doing this at home, mm-hmm. allowing others the permission off of what you're exuding out to see what that's going to be like and to experience it and then keep that very consistently happening and you get that consistent result. Yeah, interesting. And it is, I mean, the other person and how they're reading you, a lot of that is um, through their subconscious as well. They're not, yes. it's not like they're, I mean, it's just kind of all dynamic It's happening all its own, on its own, good or bad. Well, exactly. Right? Well, and we're pack animals at the core. Yes. And so there's so much of what we're interacting with and what we're responding to that comes yeah. from the primal brain. Yeah. And, you know, so let's talk about first impression. And I, you know, I want to talk about a handshake because I'm really, um, I really am trying to be intentional to shake hands like somebody shakes my hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the yes. one that I have a, I have a really firm handshake, but I put my other hand and I've noticed by, by, you know, learning about things, I never realized that I actually put my hand on top of the hand. The I, I put hand. it out, I shake hard and then my other hand comes in, you know, that's just kind of the, the warm personality piece, but coming in with the strength. So when you're that first impress, impression, um, should you adjust how you're shaking someone else's hand to follow their lead? So you're kind of coming in with them or? It's something you want to be aware of. Again, okay. you want to start with creating the impression that you want in the environment that you want. Okay. So putting that hand out, over squeezing, Yes. No matter if you put the other hand over, yep. it, that's still going to register. Okay. That's still too much. Yeah, I don't know if I have the strength to overspace, okay. <laughs> but it is. But it is a hard. It is. A, it's a firm shake. Yeah. So firm and friendly is uh-huh. where you want to go. Okay. And, and if the person again, now you're watching their body language. Yeah. If they're smiling with that, the hand over is going to be accepted. Okay. If you see a little pull away in the then body, don't do that. Yes. Yeah. Makes. So, Makes sense. I have to ask. So as as a man shaking a female's hand, you we always some guys lean into the dainty shake. Yeah, and don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah no, I, I wouldn't want a dainty shake no, for don't do that. I've heard guys talking about the dainty shake. Like they don't want to be too firm, so they go in a little yeah, soft. What's the correct way for a guy to shake uh-huh. a female's hand? The same way you would shake a man's hand without the over pumping and the extra hard squeeze, <laughs> yeah. you know, no posturing there. So it's just you open the hand, and the palms are very interesting in body language because they show your openness. Yeah. So if you're going in with your hand, again, very tense, yeah. that's going to show, ooh, this guy's a little much. But just keeping your hand open in a nice, firm, but relaxed way, then it's nice and neutral, and then you can let it move from there. I'm Makes glad total I'm, sense. Glad I'm doing it the right way. Yes. But you know, I've heard I've heard this being a subject. So yeah, and uh, we've we got to wrap it up. But I just really, really quick answer. I want to hear what about using your hands? I use mean, your hands. Yes, use your hands. That's what I. But you yes. don't want to get too crazy. Have that. But be aware what you're doing okay. with them. Yeah, you don't want to be pointing out to somebody, you know, because that is telling them 
So right. I know that means something bad. Yes. You know, so yeah, I'm excited to have you on our Power Hour Lunch and Learn and oh, get in front I'm of so my agents. And that. thank you for being here. We really appreciate uh, you coming into the studio. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Coming up next on The Money, our downsizing and estate sales service, Joe Masson with Caring Transitions, South Puget Sound, right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Doesn't it feel great when you're able to help someone in need? The joy of service to others is often taken for granted, but the reward of kindness is felt as much by the giver as it is the receiver. Sometimes it's difficult to know how and where to reach out to those in need. Mama's Hands has provided a way for you to not only lift the fallen, but to help them stand on their own, believe in themselves, and become strong enough to do the same for others. We need your help. We can change the world together, one soul at a time. This is Denny Hancock with Mama's Hands. For more information, please check us out at mamashands.org. That's M-A-M-M-A-S-H-A-N-D-S dot org. Thank you. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, and co-host, Keelan Harvey, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage experts, Tina Mitchell and Keelan Harvey. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell. And your co-host, Keelan Harvey. Your local mortgage experts right here at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 2nd show. We bring into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything money. We're here to help you in today's economy. If you're hearing our show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. But to connect with the guests that we have on the show... Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. In studio, last guest for today is Joe Mason with Caring Transitions South Puget Sound, Downsizing and Estate Sales Services. Joe, thank you for coming back in studio again. Thanks for having me. And a little bit about uh, Joe. Joe has gone on four years of experience as a certified relocation and transition specialist, retired after 31 years in the military. 27 of those were full-time for Washington Army National Guard. Uh, Joe, again, thank you for coming in and visiting us. Thanks for having me. So, Joe, it's been a while since you've been here with us in studio. What's new with Caring Transitions? Well, the long-awaited platform for our online auctions, CT Bids, was launched. We've talked about it several times, and they finally took the plunge, they got it going, and Jennifer Black in Seattle has been very successful using it. Um, what's great about the platform is a much easier interface for users. Uh, it's prettier to look at and easier to use, mm-hmm. and it's easier for um, buyers and sellers to use. So it, it's, a great, it's a great tool. Well, excited that um, that that has launched and, you know, prettier to use. I think sometimes um, people don't really understand the importance of that because when you're looking at something and really interacting with it, um, if it's easy to look at, it's going to remove, you know, any emotional stress that you have attached to it if it's not, um, you know, if it's not pleasurable. So, uh, Joe, the, the thought of downsizing can really be overwhelming and stressful for someone who's been in their home for many years. So how do you help with that transition process? Well, we start off with a free consultation where we sit down with the client and learn what their goals are, what their timeline is, what do they need done, and how can we help. And we really remove the stress by, you know, it's how to eat an elephant one bite at a time. We break the process down 
we we break it down to bite-sized chunks for them, and then we uh, lay out a plan for them, and it really, really helps. Speaking of a plan, you mentioned, Joe, that the first step is doing a, a space plan. Uh, is that required? It's not required, but we really encourage it. So part of the process, we'll come in and, and do a free consultation. Somebody's been in their home for a long time, and they're ready to get a smaller space. So not necessarily downsizing, maybe it's right-sizing for them. So we'll offer to do that space plan for them, and the space plan is the first step. We'll figure out where they're going, and we'll work backwards, and we'll figure out what, we'll, we'll build a diagram of the place they're going to, and we'll measure each piece of furniture they'd like to take, and we'll do a two-scale drawing for them. And that really gives them a great deal of confidence in knowing that they're not going to take too much, they're not going to take too little, and um, it, it takes the stress out of the process. Yeah, and it kind of sounds like if, you know, if you think about it this way, if you're, um, if you're budgeting, you, you know, you have a better financial situation. If you're putting together a business plan for a company, you're going to have a better success. So it's the same thing. You're really putting together that budget or that, that plan and that goal to make sure that everything is going to fit where it needs to and that it is the correct plan. So I love that. So Joe, moving day is most most stressful day for many people. How does caring transitions take care of the stress or remove that stress from the entire process? Well, by having a good space plan put together, we come in the day before the move and we pack everything up for the client. So everything but what they need to be comfortable that night. And then we'll come in the following morning and we'll meet the movers that we've helped coordinate for. And then we'll make sure all of the right things get on the truck We'll meet them at the new residence, and we'll get things set up according to the space plan. What, what's great about it is when somebody walks in, you know, we'll have set everything up according to their space plan. But sometimes mm-hmm. a plan looks good on paper, but when they walk in, they want some adjustments made, and it's really not a problem. We'll make sure that everything's to their liking before we leave. One of the, a couple of things I'd like to say about how, how we put somebody's plan together is we, we do a lot of things like... Um, mirroring. Some of, some of our clients have some memory issues, so we want their new place to look as familiar as possible. Oh, so, nice. so if there's a particular painting hanging over a couch, we'll, we'll do the same thing in their new residence. If the curio cabinet is set up in the corner, what we'll do is we'll take it apart. We'll dust it off. That's often necessary. We'll clean everything up after having taken pictures of it, and then we'll put it back together in their new place so everything looks familiar it makes it that much easier for them to uh, be relaxed and enjoy their new place. So it sounds like you, you really put a lot of love into, you know, what you're doing for your, your clients. Well, we know it's a very stressful time for them. So when, when they walk in, we ask them not to be there. It, it kind of gets crowded in uh, small spaces. And it's kind of like making sausage. It's not pretty to watch, but the end result is really great. Yeah. And, and so we'll take that space plan, we'll put the place together, and then when they walk in in the afternoon, we've unboxed all of their items. We've removed the boxes, the packing paper, the bubble wrap. Um, we're ready to hang pictures. We've made the bed. We've hooked up the electronics. And they are all set to enjoy their new space. You know, I actually moved recently. And I think moving is, if there was a hell, it would be moving eternally. Yeah, I was going to say, you're, like, you went, so you went like, on, we should have called Joe. Yeah, he's a scholar and a saint over here. I mean, <laughs> rock star, good Lord. It takes a village, you know. All of our clients aren't necessarily elderly, but that's our 
our primary audience. Well, I'm not elderly, and I couldn't stand <laughs> any minute of it. But so. having a two-year-old, or how old is uh, London? Two and a half. Yeah, yeah. having a two-year, two and a half-year-old, and trying to to move—that's a little bit uh, crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah, she's all over the you place. You need to really and... put a market out there, uh, Joe. There's a lot of that going on. <laughs> yeah, there's a big market for that. Let me tell you. So uh, let's talk about getting through all the pains of moving. Uh, you're in your new residence. What happens to all of, all the stuff people uh, got rid of? Well, if they didn't take it with them, um, we can assist shipping family heirlooms if that needs to be done, if their family's not around to pick those things up. Any property that's left, we can help liquidate that depending on what they have, the volume of the things and, and the quality and the quantity. So we can go in and do an assessment and make a recommendation on would they benefit from a physical estate sale or would our client do better with an online auction. Often an online auction, they'll get a better return because if they have a small collection of things, we're appealing to a national audience, not just who can get to their property on any given weekend for a sale. Yeah, you know, it's a really great part of your service that you offer. You know, you you do the organization, the plan, uh, you call it the space plan, and then you do the actual move and you get everything all set up perfectly with all the all the uh, care, I love with the caring transitions, uh, needed for that. And then you're taking care of, of stuff and really advising them in the estate side, uh, sale side. So I, I love that. Uh, Joe, what are, uh, what are the advantages of using, out of everything I just said, on top of that, caring transitions versus trying to do this on your own? I mean, how bad can that look for somebody when they're trying to coordinate and take care of this of themselves? I think sometimes a family means well, they want to help, but many, many of the kids who are available to help or the parents think they're available to help, they've got lives, they've got families, they've got jobs and responsibilities, and, and this is a process, and uh, some families just don't have time, so it's great that we can be available to them and um, be ready to step up and take care of things. Yeah. Yeah, I know all my friends bailed on me when you asked them to move. Hey, yeah, oh, oh that yeah, day. No, sorry. Oh no, I'm busy. What can <laughs> What can I tell you? So I wish I would have hired you, Joe. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, what should a family like myself uh, be looking for when hiring a company that do the services you guys do? It's great to look for a certified relocation and transition specialist. All owners of Caring Transitions have that certification. Also, we're licensed, bonded, insured. You want to make sure that uh, the people you're hiring aren't paid under the table. All our employees mm -hmm. are, are W-2 employees. You can ask for references, look for reviews online. And the great thing about our folks is uh, you know that everyone's undergone a background check every two years. So, right. Yeah, and that's uh, critically important, um, uh, especially in your, your space when you're uh, in so intimately in someone's um, home and their belongings and everything. So, uh, Joe... Somebody's thinking about hiring uh, your company for uh, services. When when do they get in contact with you? Earlier is better. We can identify more options for people. So people who are in the habit of planning, that's fantastic. But many of the calls that we get, you know, death, divorce, they're, they're, somebody's fallen and there's a disability, they need help right away. Yeah. Uh, their, their circumstances are just what they are and they need help. And so we figure out, what we can do for them. And if we can't help them, we know of other resources that we can direct them to if that's the case. So you're going to put a plan together way in advance so that it's set up when that time comes. That could be an option as well. That's the best option. Yes. But that's not always uh, of course, always going to happen. Yeah. Life, life just has a way of working things out. So what about the free consultation itself? How long does that take? Well, we plan for an hour. 
Um, sometimes it takes less. Sometimes if there are, uh, somebody's got war stories to exchange, it takes a little bit longer. <laughs> but uh, we kind of shoot for an hour and, and we can make a good assessment and a recommendation in that time. Yeah. So, Joe, when you're assisting a family with moving to an adult uh, community center or in that type of living situation, how are things different in that process? There are many times, more often than not, people are downsizing. And so we have to work with them through that process to take the things that are most important. Sometimes when people are, are just moving, sometimes they're moving to a space equal size, and then it's just not as much work. So it, it's really the smaller space that they're moving to, the more work they need or help they need to figure out what's going to fit, what's important to them, and how are they going to make it work. Wonderful. Joe, thank you again for uh, joining us back in studio. Thank you. This is your host, Tina Mitchell. And co-host, Keelan Harvey. Signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday and Sunday. Have a great weekend. We'll see you here or be here next weekend, same time, same place, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, and Keelan Harvey, MLO 1330075, are licensed loan originators with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, and MLS 7233. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.